Welcome to Sierra and Kyle's Travel Show, where we travel around the world to locations and then talk about them. Great, great thesis for this podcast. First, we need to introduce our sponsor of the podcast, Fruise Balls. Fruise Balls are a energy bar with clean ingredients that you can find at your local Trader Joe's. Use code Sierra for $0 off. Where are we, Sierra? We are in the Bridgewater Lofts in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the greatest state in the union. All right, general Minnesota overview. If you're like me, a coastal elite, you may have never thought about Minnesota a single day in your life. We're here. We learned a lot. Uh, we did a lot of stuff. Well, I have five quotes you've said during this trip that I think the audience needs to hear. The first is, this place rocks times two. You said that actually twice, two separate occasions. Then you said, this place is great. Then at one point, I might be taking some liberties with this quote, but you said better than Austin. Maybe you were referencing just a specific hill. Maybe you weren't. And then the last time you said, this place is much better than I thought, which I think is the ultimate compliment you can pay to a city. The delta between expectation and reality was quite high. Well, there was simply no expectation due to never having thought about it before. But sure, it over-delivered. Tell me, tell me like what, <laughs> what you thought it was going to be like prior. I know you said you didn't really think about it. What you thought it was going to be like prior. And then what were some of like the biggest surprises of Minnesota? I was not joking when I said I had legitimately not thought about it it's at all. I had, yeah, you mention it, and I, in my mind, you just were somewhere else. However, it is a real location. Millions of people live here. The only way I could organize it in my mind is by comparing it to other places I've been, because to me, at least at first, there was no distinguishing factor about Minneapolis. I just ended up comparing it to every other, like a mix of other cities I've been to. The highways reminded me of Texas. The flatness reminds me of Texas. The office parks felt a lot like Dallas. The parks reminded me of Portland. The trails reminded me of Austin. The river, the bridges, very Oregon. So I just was struggling to place it in my mind. Now I have some distinguishing factors about Minnesota that help me place it in my list of Midwest cities. You asked a great question, uh, maybe day three of the trip, which was like, well, why is Minneapolis any different than a, a, another Midwest city? And I feel like you should be able to differentiate your city. Anyone listening that's like, no, it's just another Midwest city. Wrong, incorrect, and you haven't done your research. Because Minneapolis stands out in so many ways. Bike paths, routinely cited as the best or second best biking infrastructure in the entire country. So if you like to bike, it's super accessible. Sorry, real quick, which is yes. the first best? I believe Portland might have been, but now Portland is losing steam. Everyone's leaving. <laughs> Their bike paths are crumbling. Infrastructure is terrible. <laughs> So Minnesota is probably number one now. Second, park systems. Minneapolis and St. Paul are number one and number two in the entire country as defined by percent of population that lives within a certain distance of a park. So every kid basically has access to a high quality park, which is unheard of at at the percentages that Minneapolis, it's like 99.9%. So we have great parks, great natural resources that we've been very thoughtful about protecting. Third, Economy, have you heard of it? Target, Best Buy, 3M, Honeywell. Do we have the number one largest private company in the world that's making about $160 billion in revenue a year and there's no facts about the family at all? Yes, we do. It's called Cargill, Medtronic. We have really great 
companies, like some of the most Fortune 500 companies per capita. So a very strong economy. We have the sixth largest school in the entire country, undergrad plus graduate students, which is the University of Minnesota. So education, economy, parks, it is an incredible spot. And then two more facts. We are the smallest metro area that also has all four major male sports teams, NBA, NHL, NFL, and MLB, which is incredible. So great sports town. And then the number two is it's not just Minneapolis. It's not just St. Paul, but it's the metro area. Our two largest cities are so close together, and there's great collaboration between those cities and the surrounding suburbs. So the metro area is incredible, and it's about 67% of people that live in Minnesota live within that metro area. So we have tons of innovation dynacism because we brought a lot of great people together and we made it easy for them to interact i rest my case <laughs> other fun facts prince is from here lizzo is a big minneapolis gal minneapolis has one of the most hilariously named neighborhoods of all time called dinky town when kyle first told me that i thought he was joking however he was not and it's a real name of an area that has cities signs and everything and i will say the other fun fact is we were the milling capital of the world mm -hmm. if you've had gold medal flour yes, yes. if you've had pills if you're ever wondering why the city is here it's because somebody got here and they started immediately milling flour <laughs> and that's how it took off and now it's a big food powerhouse you may think these businesses are no longer existent. However, they are running strong in Minnesota. If you're one of our unfortunate listeners that's still having seed oils, they probably came <laughs> from Minneapolis, and for that I apologize. Day highlights. Day zero, we pick you up at the airport. It's like 10.35, the Heggy Caravan arrives. My highlight of that day was you talking about the airport <laughs> viewing area and my dad losing it, like being so excited to talk about planes and look at planes. So that's when I knew it would be a great trip. <laughs> yes, I'm glad we could immediately connect on FlightAware Fandom. Excellent website. If you work for them, please contact us. <laughs> okay, should we go to day one? Yes. One of the highlights was this green coffee shop we went to. It was Fragment. Beautiful interior. Really cool. I actually had never been, and it's quite fun, like, because I think I know everything about the city, but I really don't. Seeing a new spot with you is, is really fun. Then being able to give you, like, a chronological tour of just my childhood, going to school, even college. Obviously, we talk a lot about things that have impacted us. So it was really fun to be able to put images to those and also stopping at the spring water and seeing <laughs> the most fringe of society get their clean spring water, which was incredible. Matt's, we went to a cash-only bar to try Juicy Lucy, which is the famous burger of Minneapolis. And we had no cash on us, so we had to ask the youngest people in there if they had Venmo. We Venmoed them $30, they gave us 30 in cash, and we could have the Juicy Lucy. Those are my highlights. If you are not aware of Juicy Lucy as a food group, <laughs> nor was I, but it's essentially Minneapolis's version of a cheeseburger. They decided instead of putting cheese in between the patties, they'll just put it inside the patties. Yeah, it's called and innovation. And that's what a Juicy Lucy is. And it's fine, I mean... Fine. <laughs> I think you meant fantastic. And they also, it's funny, like they have to give you a disclaimer when they give you your food, which maybe that's not a good sign. They're like, if you eat this wrong, it'll burn your face off. My highlight from day one, first, I liked putting a mental image to Eden Prairie. Mm -hmm. All it is in my head is a bunch of green and a bunch of schools. Uh, <laughs> but now I know what they look like. Yeah. So that was great. My highlight from day one was Lake of the Isles. I mm. thought it was so, so pretty there. And I loved the view of... 
Minneapolis and the neighborhood is beautiful. The houses are really interesting. People seem happy. People are out and about walking, paddling. Day two. Day two. Two highlights from this day. The first highlight is I have never seen Sierra (laughs) as excited as she was when she walked into a Menards. And if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what Menards is. Well, it's exactly like Home Depot, but 100% more chaotic. It was like I dropped Sierra off at like a fifth grade Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. It was so fun to go through there. They had the craziest escalator situation of all time. They sell everything. I don't, I've never seen you that excited. If you love stores with a giant assortment of various products that makes no sense, mm-hmm. this is the store for you. Yes. They sell everything from dum-dums to concrete blocks so, yeah, and everything to in lumber to like blue slushies <laughs> not unlike cargill they make billions of dollars a year you love a sleeper business and then taking you to cargill and, and and what i really liked about this was like not only was it really fun but i don't know many other people that would be like find that fun and i i do and so like being able to experience that with you and then telling other people like we did this and they're like you went to menards like what <laughs> Like, I think that is special where like you can do something with someone that other people would be like, why would you do that? So I think that was the main highlight from day two. Also just you getting to meet my friends at Young Joni and and the brewery was really fun. What about you? My number one highlight from day two was going to YZ (laughs) and seeing Cargill HQ. I think Cargill HQ is a similar thing. People would be like, what? First of all, what is that, and why did you go there? Right. <laughs> but it was so fun. My favorite part is you now pronounce Wazada, right? <laughs> it went from like formerly Wazada, Wazada, yeah, which would make a lot more sense. Should we move to day three? Yes, day three. Day three, my favorite two highlights I'll give you: one, going to Wolf Park, <laughs> and just taking your photo by everything that said Wolf <laughs> on it. That area I didn't know was called Wolf Park, but I'd been there before, and so it almost connected different memories for me, mm. which was very fun. And then I'll say underrated highlight of day three was our late night walk. Mm. It's like eight o'clock. It was, the weather kind of finally got a little cooler. It was right when the sun was setting. And there's something about those like late walks after dinner that are so calm. Kind of a great way to end your day with someone you care about. My day three highlight was the walk, actually. It was just a very calm time, like holiday, 8 p.m. I mean, standing on the bridge with you, while the sun was setting. That's the mental image that's burned into my mind. It's a snippet that will stick. So I would agree that was really nice. And just walking around the neighborhood, it's a, it's a very sweet downtown area. Coming in a close second, though, is lunch at Culver's. Yes, I'm <laughs> glad we brought up this Culver's. That was an excellent meal. So this Culver's was, uh, <laughs> you know the meme where it's like the combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut? This took the throne for most innovative restaurant combination, which was Culver's and La Quinta Inn. This Culver's was literally basically attached to a La Quinta Inn, and I was scared. There was some activity happening that I don't think was legal. The food was The Butterburger still came through. That's all that matters. All right. Well, day four highlight. Mine was just making pancakes. (laughs) Okay. It was very fun. Also, I will say that it was fun to cook together, and I think we should try to do that at the end of every trip. Just, like, make a a, a little meal because we don't normally, like, cook that well. (laughs) <laughs> or I won't speak for you. I don't. She doesn't either. Um, and then the other thing I really liked was doing the crossword. Ah, it's fun yeah, to just like wake up, do a crossword. Yeah. So yeah, even even when we don't have a full day, it's quite fun. And we nailed the length of the trip. Yeah, perfectly. Say. Perfect timing. Perfectly timed trip. 
And I think we, we actually did a really great job planning. I like the Google Doc ahead of time. I will say maybe for our listeners, maybe you've already gone to Minnesota. You've, heard, you've gone to the, the meth head Culver's <laughs> that we went to, and you're looking for what's next. Here's our list of what we're going to do next time we visit. The Bakken Museum which is a science and technology museum, the American Swedish Institute. Take a tour. Not to be confused with the American Danish Institute. Yes, do not confuse them. Here. They're different places, different cultures, different people. Okay. Uh, we're going to do a Federal Reserve tour, the downtown library, maybe go to a Twins game, do a bike tour. Yeah. We didn't utilize the bike paths. Take you to Fleet Farm, which is like Menards, but for farmers. <laughs> and then maybe go to Red Wing. I swear I added Duluth, but I think you deleted Duluth. So that's what we're going to do next time. Okay, are you ready for the game? Welcome to How to Pronounce Minnesota Cities with your host, Kyle Heggie from Minnesota. Okay, here's the, how the game is going to work. I'm going to reveal one name on this sheet. I'm going to scroll down. And then you're going to pronounce it, and I will judge how correct or incorrect you are. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Chan Hassan. Fuck, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> She's one for one tough but i want to give you an easy one to start that's exactly what i did all right chan hassan you're correct here we go shakopee <laughs> she said shakopee the correct answer is shakopee one for two we're <laughs> shakopee all right are you ready for three? Owatonna. very close Owatonna. Owatonna, you said Owatonna is correct you're very close i'll give you a half point one and a half out of three all right moving on you're doing quite well actually Fairbolt. Fairbow. Oh. It's French. That's absurd. For anyone listening, this is spelled F-A-R-I-B-A-U-L-T. Not even the correct French E-A-U-X ending. That's yeah. insane. Last. Lutzen. Lutzen is correct. <laughs> you start. Okay, I'm going to give you two and a half out of five. That's a strong showing. <laughs> Fairbow's tough. Shagabee's tough. Well played. <laughs> Okay, we're moving on to the final section, which is Q&A. First question, what did you learn about me mm. on this trip? Mm. Well, first and foremost, I got to hang out with your parents, which was huge. Okay, I feel like often when people meet the parents, it's, ooh, like, are the parents going to like you? And it, I didn't even feel like it was that kind of a trip. It was, it was more just putting together your family was really nice. Obviously, it learned a ton about Eden Prairie <laughs> and where you grew up which was also fun. Those were the big ones, big Minnesota boy. I actually think though that you like Minneapolis and you talk it up a lot. So it makes me think you love it, but I don't think you're like really that big on Minneapolis. Well, I think it's a great city and I, I am big on it, but I don't have a desire to like move here. But I do think that like, if you had to pick a Midwest city to live in, that was not Chicago this is by far the best. It is an underrated city, and so I feel like I have to hype it up because people's perceptions, <laughs> like you said at the beginning of this, they are like, they don't, even, think about it. they don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. So I got to, you know, you got to boost where you're from, but I'm not trying to move here. Um, what did you learn well, about me this trip? Well, I'll answer that, but first, I will have to say, because you said you learned a lot about Eden Prairie. Hey, Eden Prairie, open up your buildings. I'm trying to show her <laughs> off the high school. Closed? The activity center closed. You don't like activities anymore. <laughs> we have to free the children. Let kids play. Open up your schools. I couldn't even take her to my elementary school. I wanted to hit my head on the ceiling because those buildings are so small and I couldn't. So open them up. Well, it's now a safety issue. Fix this, America. Okay. What did I learn about you? One, I think you were very adaptable and flexible when it came to we were 
in my parents' condo, like we were sleeping there and you were very comfortable there, which was really nice. And like, I think you interacted with the family, like just very like effortlessly. That's tough. Like it's some, it's tough to like go to a new place, not really have your own place to like sleep or stay. And you're always around people. I think you handled that just with like grace, which was really lovely. Another thing I learned about you. Just to this point, I'll add, I'm comfortable around you. And yeah. so it's easier. Hmm. I, I saw you in a different context, like New York. It's like, you know, it's, it's busy. It's rambunctious. It's energizing. And that's where obviously I, I, I typically see you. And so I don't know if I learned, it, this is like learning something new, but it was really nice to put you in like a different place mm -hmm. and still see all of the stuff I really like about you, like still shine through, even in a different context of just like adventurous and thoughtful and easy to talk to. And like, that was really cool. So like, it, it was, you know, it's like, oh, this isn't just like Sierra in New York. It's just, mm -hmm. it's who you are. <laughs> and I saw that in Encinitas as well. So that was, that was really lovely. Next question. Okay, next question. If you were dictator <laughs> of the Twin Cities or Minnesota or Minneapolis for a day, what's the one thing you would enact to make the city better? Fix the names. We cannot, <laughs> <laughs> we cannot have these ridiculous names. Somebody fix it. Well, I still like my idea about utopia. If you were to concentrate all of the state's resources in one area and let's just like build up an amazing public transit system and almost draw a boundary around the area to focus on that's a constraint that minnesota kind of already has if you were to make the boundary like the bike route yeah. or something <laughs> but you can't cross the force field and then just focus all the energy on making those amenities or resources really really good great schools libraries which you kind of already have but i think adding an extra level of focus and constraint around that could be interesting we talked about the percent of people living in the metro area it's really high 65 percent yes for the numbers inclined of exactly the, the lines and numbers inclined <laughs> what's your answer as a local mine is i would ban cars on <laughs> certain streets and maybe on certain days because i think we've built an incredible light rail system actually i bet if you compare the distance you can travel on light rail per person, it were like way higher. We could go so far. I can go from <laughs> downtown Minneapolis to the you suburb I grew up to in. To the moon on, on the, this light rail. On the light rail. And there's very few cities of this size that you could say that mm -hmm. about. The problem with public transportation is it requires a critical mass to make it feel safe and then to get everyone to buy in on continuous investing. And I think we're struggling with that now. COVID did a lot of damage to like people wanting to gather and it's a momentum game so anything we can do to boost momentum around public transportation because you go on here you might be the only one you never see that in new york and that makes the subway kind of have momentum and people feel better using it so that would be my mm -hmm. dictator for a day is ban cars mm -hmm. somehow to get people using this or like you suggested like pay them mm -hmm. to use it get them in the habit of using it yep. all right last question i have for you mm -hmm. i want you to pick one word to describe the trip what would that word be? Easy. <laughs> One of my friends texted me mid-trip, how's the trip going? And I literally said, it's been so easy. You set me up for success. You guys spoiled me big time, starting with coming home to 30 bottles of kombucha. <laughs> um, thank you, Dory. And having everything I needed. Mm -hmm.
driving me around all day. I was very spoiled here, and you I let was, me, you was let your me do whatever I want. So yeah. it wasn't nerve-wracking really to meet your parents at all. It was a great trip. I love that. Easy is a great word. I'll answer my own question. Mm, please. I think peaceful, which was it, it maybe similar to easy, but I just think it never felt like rushed. It never felt chaotic. It just felt relaxing, even though we did a lot. It was like showing you zero to years 22 of my life, like meeting parents. It was a lot, but it, it never felt out of control or like chaotic. It just felt very peaceful, very calming. Going back to the highlight of day three for both of us, that walk is just easy and peaceful. And I think that is special when you can have that feeling somewhere other than home. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you folks for listening to Sierra and Kyle's travel show brought to you by Fruise Balls. <laughs> And the city of Chanhassen. (laughs) See you next time. Signing off from Minnesota. Will you help me? Nope. Want to know why? Because you wouldn't pass the initiation. What initiation? Well, for starters, you have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. What? You have to purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka.